Today's show is sponsored by Brooklyn, and Brooklyn it makes favorite sheets, loungewear, and comforters, and towels, and you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code REAL at brooklynin.com. Today's show is also sponsored by Stamps.com. Get four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale by going to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and enter our code LASTS. Today's show is also sponsored by Policy Genius. If you're one of the many people trying to buy life insurance right now, if you're not sure where to start, head to PolicyGenius.com. Sometimes the tiniest changes are some of the things that can have a profound impact on relationships, team culture. Hmm. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts. And don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Brooklyn, and long-standing sponsor. You know we love them. They are awesome. And another thing I talk about a lot in the podcast is how making small changes uh, can actually turn into lifestyle changes that you hold on to, whether it's waking up a few minutes early um, and then keep backing that up even a little bit more to then get up very early for creative projects or other reasons, etc. And what's really cool is making small changes also around your home can be a huge blessing. Um, whether that's, you know, changing certain loungewear, whether that's changing your sheets, having certain types of towels, it makes a difference in how you feel and how you go about your day. And Brooklyn wants to help you with that. Now, if you don't know Brooklyn and started by a husband and wife, Rick, Rich and Vicky, they're awesome in 2014. And they basically wanted to give you luxury loungewear, bed sheets, towels, all these different types of things without all the luxury markup. And it's super, super great. Now, again, they're the perfect place to start making small changes that make big difference. And they're so confident in all their stuff, sheets, comforters, loungewear, towels, that it comes with lifetime warranty, which is pretty sweet. So get 10% off your first order, free shipping, when you use the promo code REAL at brooklynn.com. Hey guys, before we start on this episode, wanted to give just a quick little announcement. Now, man, we took a week off last week, and let's just say it's an understatement to say a lot has changed in the cultural conversation since then. Wow. Um, But after some thinking, we're still going to go ahead with the episode that we had already recorded and had planned um, because I think it's still very pertinent in a tangential way. Now, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know we basically left off with a part one of the belonging cues and we never finished part two. And so this episode is part two. Um, and I thought it would, I, I listened to it and I thought it's still very pertinent to this moment in a roundabout way um, and entering into the conversation in the way that we, uh, me and Alyssa think and what we're reading and what we're talking about. There's other people that are hitting this right on the nose um, and there's other people um, that are hitting it in a certain way. And one thing I would encourage you guys to is lean into this conversation in the way you are created to lean in. Uh, Not everyone has to say the exact same thing, but I do think leaning into God's word, leaning into obedience, leaning into justice, leaning into love in the way you were created is really, really important. Um, And so that's just a quick little note on this that I still think it's pertinent and and I'm excited to hear what you guys think. A couple quick announcements. It's a little shorter episode because we had a five or six minute like surprise thing at the beginning we were going to plug, but we had to actually uh, edit that out because the surprise got delayed by a couple weeks. Some of you guys already know that surprise because you've told me on Instagram and you found we messed up a little bit and released it a little early on one platform. Um, But you guys will see 
uh, that in probably a couple of weeks when we reschedule that, but that made this episode a little shorter because of that. And then lastly, we went ahead and actually donated all the advertising money from the three ads today uh, to Build a Better Us, an incredible nonprofit, I believe based in Atlanta with my buddy BJ, um, doing incredible work and especially for such a time as this. Um, and we just felt that was appropriate uh, in this moment. And I would definitely check them out. I would definitely check them out. But thank you guys too, for, by the way, for letting us have ads on this show um, and for listening to the sponsorships and for supporting the sponsorships so that they then re-sign up. And then so in moments like this, we're going to fully donate it to Build a Butter Us. I mean, we already have actually did it last night, Um, but I would check them out as well. So that's all we got. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. This week's episode, guys. So I wanted to follow up on last week's episode because you guys actually loved it so much and were so encouraged by it that I... um, I wanted to just chat about it a little bit more, that there was some more there. Um, and again, I can't give away too much because I'm writing on this, but I thought I would still stay in this one little topic of belonging and stuff Who like that. wrote the cultural code for people to know? Culture code. Oh, culture code. Daniel Coyle. Subtitle. Who is he? Secrets of Highly Successful Groups. Just like a journalist, writer, or okay. author guy. Um, he's a New York Times bestselling author of The Talent Code, The Little Book of Talent, The Secret Race, Lance Armstrong's War, and Hardball, A Season in the Projects. Coyle, who works as an advisor for the Cleveland Indians, lives in Cleveland, Ohio, during the school year and in Homer, Alaska during the summer with his wife, Jen, and their four children. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, And you made me lose my page right when I turned that back for that. Oh, shoot. Where was I Give us a nug. Oh, wise one. Well, now I gotta find it. Okay, hold on. Where was I? It had to do with rain. I'm trying to remember. I'm getting all stuffed up again. Sorry, guys. Shout out to the Afrin. I need some Afrin. Do you need some Afrin? No. no. Okay, here we go. So one other thing I thought was fascinating is, again, is, is showing, and this can be pertinent in families, with friendships, in teams, whatever, of how sometimes the tiniest changes are some of the things that can have a profound impact on relationships, team culture. Hmm. And uh, he doesn't use the word empathy in this one, but this is probably what I would call it with a little bit of a twist too. Um, and so there's, there's two layers to this. The first one is the second. Uh, let's go with the first one. So there's a couple different studies that I think are fascinating. So one of them is how when you just, when you, when your brain realizes you aren't doing something alone, you're way more successful. So listen to this. He tells it from the first person, but there's research to back this up with another study. And he said, uh, let's take a closer look at how belonging cues function in your brain. And this is a study that's been done, but he says it from a first person perspective. Say I give you a moderately tricky puzzle where the goal is to arrange colors and shapes on a map. You can work on it as long as you like. And after explaining the task, I leave you to, to the, do the work. After only two minutes later, I pop back in and I hand you a slip of paper with a handwritten note. I tell you that the note is from a fellow participant named Steve, whom you've never met. And the note says, Steve did this puzzle earlier and he wanted to share a tip with you. I say... You read the tip and you get back to work and that's when everything changes. Without trying, you start working harder on the puzzle and areas deep in your brain begin to light up and you are now motivated, more motivated Mm. twice as much. And this is the actual hard data of the research. You now work and usually succeed more than 50% longer with with significantly more energy and enjoyment. Wow. Um, And he goes on to even say more and more and more. Um, And he says two weeks later, you're inclined to take on similar challenges. So people that get that note versus people that don't do more puzzles and take on more challenges in the future. Basically, in essence, he says that slip of paper changes you into a smarter, more attuned version of yourself. And he goes, here's the thing. Steve's tip was not actually useful. It literally, they purposely wrote Mm -hmm. notes that contained zero relevant information to help Mm. the puzzle. All that it did was basically show you that you weren't in it alone. Someone else had done it and they just were there to wanted to help you. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Um, 
And there's kind of like a follow-up kind of thing that also had a crazy research. This one is the, the math on this one's crazy. Um, this one's called, would you give your stranger a phone? And it's two scenarios. This psycholo- these psychologists give to tons of people. Scenario one, you're standing in the rain at a train station. A stranger approaches and says, can I borrow your cell phone? Scenario number two, you're standing in the rain at a train station. A stranger, a stranger approaches you and says, I'm sorry about the rain. Can I borrow your cell phone? Which stranger are you more likely to respond to? The second one. Yes, but you would think they wouldn't be that much different. Yeah, it's the right. Exact same words. But they're empathizing just, with you. Exactly. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry about the rain. That change. Mm-hmm. Here's what's crazy. That changed the response rate of whether or not you say yes to it. Four hundred and twenty-two percent. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Just six more words of I'm so sorry about the rain. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think that plus that one. There's even some more that he talks about right on those next couple of pages. It's just t- the tiniest things of like. I am, there's someone with you and I'm for you. There's even another research I've seen too where like thinking about your, and this one's crazy, there's studies to show that thinking about your ancestors while you're taking any type of test always makes you perform better. Wow, yeah. really? And again, it's just the same thing of like, I'm not alone. I'm yeah, on this like group, right. this team, a longer story, a bigger mm. story. It's fascinating. Um, and I think that's just so pertinent for families, man, that like, do you, is your family full of like, hey, I've done this before. Like one, one really easy way for the family too is like is to is to always train or teach your kids out of a space of you're not encountering anything I haven't encountered mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a shared encounter. Like yeah. I've I've crossed that road cuz that, that that does a million different things. It says like first of all it's doable. Mm-hmm. Second of all you're not alone. Third it it's uh it can be done. Like you don't think you can do it, but like yeah. you can reach that bar. Mm-hmm. Um you know and on and on. And then the empathetic side of like oh I'm sorry about the rain. You know, all that together just is, is is powerful. But what are some of your reactions to it real quick? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's so hard for me when Jeff goes off like that because I just feel like I'm a listener. I'm like, wow, that's so good. Um, no, honestly, I was thinking about it because I feel like Canon is somebody that really doesn't love to be alone yes. and that really... Um, and put, not even like, like, and it's not a fear or anything. He's just like, oh, I want you here. <laughs> yeah. He wants you to be by him. Yeah. And he like pulls us together as a team and he, anyway, and I just was thinking about him when you were reading that, because I feel like if I just tell him to go do a task by himself, he like hates it. Yeah. But if I give him some type of encouragement or if he's with somebody or if somebody's helping him or if he feels seen and noticed, he will do it and do it amazingly and do it quickly. And so I just, as you were reading that, I was like, okay, how can I apply this to Canon and to my kids? Cause it's not like I can write him a little note. Yeah. So how can I encourage him in that way? Yeah. Well, speaking of notes, this was, I think actually the, the icing on the cake study. So this one was crazy cause it really shows you the real world implications and how serious it is. Um, there's an Australian group that examined 772 patients who had recently been admitted to a hospital for ca- attempting suicide. So obviously mm-hmm. they didn't uh, achieve that, but they attempted suicide, 772 of them. And in the months after their release, they sent a certain postcard to exactly half of the group. And mm-hmm. all the postcard said was these like two sentences. It said, dear blank, you know, dear John, dear Katie, it has been a short time since you were here at Newcastle Hospital and we hope things are going well for you. If you wish to drop us a note, we would be happy and love to hear back from you. Best wishes you know, in like the nurse's name or something like that. Um, and it says over the next two years, the members who received that postcard were re- readmitted at less than half the rate of the other people. Wow. Meaning like they attempted to kill themselves, mm-hmm. 
less than half as much. Wow. Just from like that note. Yeah, feeling seen. Yes, and, and, that, and that's and, all it is. Yeah, thought of. And that's what that's what the researchers, I think the researcher's guy's name, his last name was Walton, talks about is he says that it's, it's, it's sometimes belonging cues are just sometimes the smallest signals, but they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. But I do love what the, he goes into the research too is that they're not also like magic pills. He said there's something about them too where they're they're tiny, but I think he uses the word which I like pulse. They're a mm-hmm. pulse being like they have to they have to actually be going all the time too. Mm-hmm. Like they're not something that like and he's like, you know, think about romantic relationships, right? Like you don't just right. say like I love you. <laughs> Here's roses on Valentine's Day. Because if we are super logical and if we were super computer like with our brains, it would be like, I love you, feel loved, and that should cover us for our whole life. Which <laughs> which shoot, do I not say that all the time? Jeff's oh, that is Jeff's line always. Yes, my line is my line is I I think the line I use always, like once a week with her, is I have deposited into that bank. Can you just take a withdrawal from it? Meaning I don't need to say it again. Just withdraw from the bank of the words I have said. Wasn't our connection on Sunday good enough to last you for a week of like not needing a heart to heart? I'm like, no, I need one every day. Exactly. So it's convicting. Hey guys, one take quick break to one of this week's sponsors again, and that is stamps.com. You know we love stamps.com. I've literally been using them for like eight years, even though they've only been sponsoring the show for I think the last year and a half. We absolutely uh, love them. So the best way, what's cool too, is we were already set up with needing to ship stuff out, even without being able to go certain places, um, because we had all the stamp stuff set up at home. And what they basically allow you to do is print postage on demand, skip the line, skip the crowds at the post office, uh, and you save money on the postage. Um, and it's really, really awesome. So again, they bring all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. So whether you're by yourself running a small business in a warehouse, they can help you, whether it's invoices, online shipping products, etc. So again, print your official U.S. postage 24-7, any letter, any package, any class of mail. It's awesome. It's a no-brainer. Uh, so they want to hook you guys up. Get a special offer, and that's a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale with any without any long-term commitment. So just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in LAST. That's stamps.com, and enter LAST. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about the last sponsor of the show today, and that's Policy Genius, a newer sponsor to our show this year. And like you know, with everything, with all the volatility going around, there actually has, people have seen a huge spike in the data and looking for life insurance and just with the economic um, peculiarities that COVID brought, et cetera. And the short answer is yes, you can still look for it and get it at a time like this, especially during a pandemic and other volatile moments. Um, and what's really cool is Policy Genius helps you do that. What they do is they compare quotes from all the top life insurance companies in one place. It takes just a few minutes to compare quotes from all the top insurers and they help you save too because it's a comparison of all the possibilities. So you can save up to $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare all the policies. Uh, Once you apply, they handle all the paperwork and all the red tape for free. It's awesome. Um, So if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now, but you're not sure where to start, head to policygenius.com. They will find you the best rate and handle the process completely. Uh, And they'll get you and your family protected and helped out. So it's policygenius.com. For sure. But I love but I love that phrase of like pulse. You know, it's kinda of like this like the boop, boop, mm-hmm. boop, mm-hmm. boop. Like it has to always be tiny. I mean it can be tiny, but it has to always be going. Yeah. Um and I love that because I there's something about that that takes the pressure off, but also is an easy habit, I think, to to develop. Well, really. and as you're saying all this, I just keep thinking of the Lord. Like, isn't this the Lord with us? How he yeah. the greatest comfort I feel like I have in my walk with the Lord is that I'm not alone, that he's with me. And like how often does he encourage us and say that we can do yeah. it, that we have his spirit with us, that he is always pursuing us. It's not like a little pulse, but it, it is like every, 
Like he's constantly showing us his love. He's constantly checking in. He's constantly totally. like just showering us with love. And so there's something to that, you know? I think it is a pulse though. You know, I always use the analogy with the kids when I'm trying to explain God's love, like a wave where I always say like, hey, there's when you, cause we, you know, we live in Hawaii. It's an easy metaphor. I always <laughs> kind of say like, you know, when we're in the water, I, like when they get hit by a wave, I always say like, turn around, make sure your eyes are on the next one, you know? And they kind of know that like, they, the waves never stop and there's mm-hmm. always another one, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's just, and it's always good. They're going to keep crashing over you. Like the, the wave doesn't exhaust itself to then not allow the next one to right. come. And that's, I think that perfect example of like that pulse, right? Mm-hmm. That there's always, and, and we want to be people of waves. We want to be people of pulses mm-hmm. that continually give those belonging mm-hmm. cues, which if you remember from last week are some of those ones I read, like, you know, a uh, ton of physical contact, physical touch, hugs, handshakes, uh, kind of grab them by the shoulder, uh, you know, kids grab them by the face and the cheek, look them in the eye, eye contact, proximity, body language, your tone of voice, stuff like that. Um, well, and I think, doesn't that go along too with the whole idea of like, you know, there's some families that it's like you don't really spend that much time with them or the dad's really absent. But then like once a year, once every five years, we have this huge vacation. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, that's not going to make that's up for enough. all the time. Yep that you're not there mm-hmm. and it really is like a constant day by day week by yeah. week like being present being intentional being having a place to belong yeah oh shoot i forgot where i, I had a good analogy back in the day that i used to use but with exactly that vacation thing we're like never one of the worst things the western world has done is turned like the getaway or the vacation into the thing that's going to save us or transform us Mm -hmm. rather than the thing that's just celebrating all the ordinary mundane stuff you did the whole year Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. uh it's icing on the cake it's a bonus it's incredible it's reflection time but if it's the thing that's like meant to like kind of save the year or you know what i mean or be the thing that gives the year the most meaning or the entity like that's too much pressure and won't work um and, and tends not to but one cool thing about this research too is it's there's been some really cool changes in how we view the amygdala, you know, which is kind of that fight or flight place in our brain with like, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of some people call it like the guard dog, you know, it's like the part in your brain that says like, oh my goodness, like how do you, it's, you know, it's evolved over time, but like how to survive and how mm-hmm. to want to see a threat and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but this research has shown that the amygdala is not just the guard dog is, is you know, but the, the, the Walton guy says, quote unquote, it actually is also the guide dog. And what he means by that is, uh, when there's belonging cues present, the amygdala actually goes into a different function, which is actually it becomes then the 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 thing that is kind of uh, gluing your social connections, which is really cool, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so that like when you when you're not feeling like you're fearful fearful for your life or that you can't survive or is someone a threat or whatever then it actually doesn't turn off, but actually switches functions to kind of glue you to that person mm. or kind of guide you, you know, properly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I think that's kind of cool too, because, um, because yeah, I think it just shows how powerful those parts of our brain are mm. and the chemistry and the, what it's doing in us and stuff. Totally. Yeah. It's so good. Anything else you would add or any nugget in the last minute or two as we wrap up? No, I don't have anything. You know what guys? I was, I thought we were going to go longer than that, but I just, I'm feeling the spirit just saying, Hey, close it. <laughs> You know, do an altar call, let people come to the Lord and send them home. And no, give discipled. us another last nug. I don't know. If Bring I it home. Nug. Bring it practical I... for the people listening. Practical. Mm-hmm. I mean, just test yourself, challenge yourself. If you can just do tiny challenges of empathy in your sentences and especially during this COVID stuff, by the way. So like, you know, there's going to be, you know, customer service things, mm-hmm. right? Like I would say this is very specific in the interactions you're going to have with people that 
because there's so much of the like uh, micro fear and there's so much of the kind of like uh, subtle fear or just subtle anxiety of people right now at cash registers, you know, on walks, just like these micro interactions that everyone's kind of on edge with, which is weird, you know, of insert into that one small sentence of, you know, of empathy that feels like shared, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry but- for the rain. Yeah, exactly. Sorry for the rain, you know, like, or, or you know, man, what a, what a bummer this rain is, you know, can I do anything to help or something like that? Like, you know, uh, that is a metaphor for all these moments that we're all walking through this together, right? Um, and then you're empathizing with them and they're not alone. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say. But hey, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. Have a good rest of the week. Bye.